0: Suddenly I felt the room get cold, like someone had opened a window in winter. Then out of nowhere, the cell door slammed closed. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my Paranormal Story. Before I start this episode, Let me thank a few people, as I always do. If it wasn't for your support, I wouldn't be able to keep running this podcast. So big thank you to Amanda Gonzalez, Ruth Dunbar, and Miles Bombay for making donations to the podcast. And if you like this podcast and would like to help keep it going, just visit my website, myparanormalstory.com and click on the donate button on the front page. Or if you want, you could just buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com myparanormal. Every little bit helps, so thanks so much. I also want to thank everyone who has purchased my book, The 10 Best Tools for Ghost Hunting. If you've ever wondered about the gadgets and technology used in paranormal investigation, you can check out my book on Amazon, Kindle, and Audible. Also, we're getting close to the Halloween season, so if any of you have a podcast and you'd like me to be a guest, shoot me an email and tell me about your show, and we'll try and schedule something. I'd love to chat with you. You can also email me with questions, feedback, or if you want, you can tell me your paranormal story. I always respond. My email is myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Okay. That's it. I hope to hear from you soon. And now, here's this week's episode. I was going through some old case files recently, from when I was an investigator with Rise Up Paranormal. And man, did we investigate some old places. I mean, being in New England... We're surrounded by historic buildings and locations. Most people drive by them every day, but few people get to actually go inside them, investigate them, and experience them firsthand. Case after case of historic places like Fort Adams, Payne House, Chase Quarry House, Belcourt Castle, and on and on. But one of the files reminded me of one of the oldest and coolest places I've ever investigated. The old jail out on Cape Cod. Now I love checking out old historic places. And this building was constructed way back in 1690. That's like 330 years ago. They say it's the oldest wooden jail in the United States and somehow It's still standing right there in Barnstable, Massachusetts. It's a small, unassuming building right next door to the Coast Guard Museum. But this isn't the jail's original location. Sometime in the late 1800s, a more modern stone jail was built. And the old wooden jail was no longer needed. So it was sold to a local resident and converted into a barn on his farm. The jail was rediscovered in 1968 and moved to a safer location where it could be cared for by a local historical society. And you can still visit it today. The old jail was originally quite small, able to accommodate only six prisoners at one time, two per cell. The third jail cell was above the other two, up in a loft. And over the years, it went through some renovations and even survived a fire. Some of the charred wood can still be seen in the jail. There was a large room added to the front of the jail at some point, and today that's used as a small museum with lots of different historical objects and trinkets of interest. And it also has electricity now, which is to say, there's a few light bulbs in some areas to help see in the dark. Most of the outlaws who did time in the old jail were men, mostly petty thieves and vagabonds. But some of the prisoners, out of pure boredom, I suppose, left behind carvings on the walls of their cells. Some wrote their names, some wrote dates, and some even left behind some crudely drawn etchings of their pirate ships, which can still be seen today. Strangely enough, the two most famous prisoners to do time in the old jail were women. Annie Eleanor Jones from Cambridge, Massachusetts was a vivandière for the United States during the Civil War. She would help clean and cook for many of the soldiers. She was also rumored to be an escort for some of the men. Eventually, She caught the eye of General Custer and accompanied him on several evenings. And this made some of the other generals jealous. With all her travel between Massachusetts, Virginia, and Washington, someone decided to report her as being a possible spy for the Confederacy. She was arrested and placed in the old Capitol prison, but was quickly released. But... Soon after, she was caught breaking her parole agreement by sneaking into Virginia and was arrested again, this time returned to her home state of Massachusetts, where she was held in the old jail. A year later, she was pardoned by none other than President Abraham Lincoln himself. The second famous woman to have been imprisoned in the old jail was Maria Hallett, better known as the Witch of Wellfleet. Maria came from a well-to-do family in Wellfleet, Massachusetts, and was secretly the lover of famed pirate Black Sam Bellamy. And some say Sam became a pirate because of Maria. He had hopes of finding treasure and becoming wealthy enough to convince Maria's parents to let her marry him. So he joined a group of buccaneers, and after a violent coup, he took over as the captain and became one of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Shortly after he left on his voyage, Maria discovered she was pregnant, but she refused to name who the father was. Her family and the town, were so ashamed by her that rumors spread of Maria being a witch. She was quickly arrested and locked up in the old jail, where she would end up giving birth to a stillborn son in one of the dark old cells. She was eventually released from jail, but was banished from her hometown. She spent the rest of her life living alone on the shores of Cape Cod, waiting for her love to return. And Sam spent his days out on the ocean, raiding and pillaging dozens of ships up and down the coasts of the Americas. He eventually accumulated enough wealth to return home to his love in Wellfleet. But as he was sailing back to Massachusetts, his ship was caught in a nor'easter, and it wound up sinking just miles off the coast of Cape Cod. All but two of the crew perished, including Black Sam. And today it's believed that Maria's spirit haunts the beaches of Cape Cod, waiting for Sam. And some say her presence can also be felt in the old jail. We were lucky enough to have a local historian slash paranormal investigator with us the night we were there. She could tell us all about the history and the many paranormal experiences people had had in the old jail. And we all took turns, three of us at a time, going into the building with our handheld equipment. Mostly flashlights, K2 meters, audio recorders, and video recorders. But I was fascinated with how old everything was, especially the walls in the original section of the jail. The thick wooden planks were brown and rough, like you'd expect from something built so long ago. I went into the first cell and immediately started looking at the walls, when suddenly I noticed a faint drawing of a ship on the wall down by the floor. I got on my hands and knees to look at it more closely, and was like, hey, you guys, I found one of the ship drawings. And the historian goes, no, 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 the drawings are in the other cell. And confused, I looked up and said, well, I think there's another one over here. She got down on the floor with me, and to her amazement, she could make it out too. It was definitely another drawing of a ship. I probably spent the next half hour or so doing nothing but looking for more carvings. Forget about the ghosts. The next cell over had a couple of stools in it. I'm not sure if they actually gave the original prisoners stools to sit on or if they were just there for show. But again, I was amazed by the carvings on the walls. They seemed much deeper and easier to recognize in this cell. And they just mesmerized me. I found myself tracing over the lines, feeling the grooves as I glided my finger over the drawing, probably in the same way some pirate did it hundreds of years ago. The jail cells were small, barely enough room for two of us. There were no jail bars. Each cell was just a wooden room on all four sides, with a small wooden door, reinforced with metal brackets and two large bolt locks. Now, I'm a little bit claustrophobic, and that can be an issue sometimes while investigating. But I was really hoping to connect with an actual pirate on this night. So we shut off the lights and began an EVP session in one of the cells. EVP stands for electronic voice phenomena. And that's when paranormal investigators ask questions, hoping the spirits will answer on one of our audio recorders. Most of my questions were pirate specific. What was the name of your ship? Who was your captain? Did you bury any treasures? But what was more interesting was when we asked if there's anyone else here with us, can you make a knocking sound? And sure enough, there was the knock. I mean, it sounded just like someone knocking on one of the wooden walls. And it happened a few times in response to our questions. At one point during the investigation, we decided to use a trigger object to hopefully encourage the spirits to interact with us. Trigger objects are usually an item that a spirit would be familiar with. So for instance, if you think the spirit is a child, you might wanna put out a doll or a ball as a trigger item. If the spirit used to be a smoker when they were alive, you might wanna use a pipe or a cigar as a trigger item, and well, since we were hoping to connect with pirates, we used a trigger item that they would be familiar with, rum. We placed a shot glass on a barrel in the corner of the jail and poured some rum into it, and throughout the night we would invite any of the pirates who might be with us to enjoy a shot. Now. We never made it a common practice to bring alcohol with us on investigations, but this was a special situation. As the night progressed, we all kept taking turns going into the different jail cells, including the one on the top in the loft, but I was reluctant to go in this one. It was a lot smaller than the other two, And you couldn't even stand up. You had to climb up a ladder and sort of crawl or stoop down under the low ceiling. And I didn't want to go up there. But eventually, I gave in to the peer pressure from the other investigators. So I slowly climbed up the ladder. And just looked around from the top. I could feel my chest getting tighter. I don't know if it was because of the height or my anxiety, but it was getting harder to breathe. The air was thick and warm. But I didn't want to turn back now. So I slowly made my way into the cell. I sat down on the floor with my audio recorder and flashlight facing the door, which I had purposely left open. I could hear the investigators below me doing an EVP session and Asking questions when, suddenly, I felt the room get cold. Like someone had opened a window in winter. And then, out of nowhere, the cell door slammed closed. Everything around me shook like an earthquake, and I panicked. As quick as I could, I crawled to the door, hoping it wasn't locked. And thankfully, I was able to open it. Both the investigators on the ground below looked as shocked as me. As fast as I could, I scampered down that ladder and never went into that top cell again. A little after 2 a.m., we decided to call it a night. We turned on the lights and began to collect our things, when suddenly one of the investigators yelled out, Which one of you drank the rum? The shot glass was empty. If you'd like to see some pictures from the old jail, including the ship carvings on the walls, head over to my blog section on my website at myparanormalstory.com. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffeecom myparanormal, or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, Podcasts cost money, and your support helps me keep this podcast running. So thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when I've added new episodes. And feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest, or if you had like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story.